Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, guys and gals. Today, I'm talking about a movie, a classic, classic cult movie. And also, at the same time, it's a comeback also. And it's Night of the Living Dead, a virus macabre version of it. And this is the re-release of the DVD. This is her first DVD when she makes the comeback to the movie Macabre Era for the 2010 era and up. So it's going to be good to review it. And the sketches from the beginning to the end and the middle sketches is awesome. You'll see Elvira, she's talking about making the comeback. And in a comical standpoint, but also serious at the same time for me because I'm happy. She's come, she made a comeback doing this again. And how she sets up the basement in a viral style setting. But as for the movie Now the Living Dead, this is a, so much of a classic. I love this movie. Um, black and white. There's also a colorized version, which I'm planning on seeing now. And also seeing the 1990, early 90s remake of the movie, which I never saw before. So it's going to be great when I first time seeing those movies later. But the original black and white is awesome. It starts out with a guy and a girl going to the cemetery and the, the guy died from the zombie and then the zombie's going after the girl. She wants us to the house, meet, meet up with this black guy and the black guy starts boarding up the house. The girl going all paranoid, getting crazy. She can't handle it, you know, and the guy smacked her. It was funny. And <laughs> it was funny the way they set it up though. I mean, when I was, I was so when I was a kid, guys, forgive me. I don't support that. Smacking around women, but you know, I'm just saying that in this movie, it was just, the way it was said was silly. Um, they found the survivors that was in a basement, and the black guy's telling these guys, How come you didn't hear the screams? When we went, don't you want to come out and help out? He started arguing with one of the guys. Um, more survivors come out. They battle the zombies. They find a way to escape the zombies. You know, it's like on and on and off type of thing. Um, all in all, this movie was awesome. Um, Jose Romero really just set the standards for the zombie in there. This was the movie that did it all. I mean, now we're dead. Awesome movie. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Whatever version you want to check, but check the original Now we the black and white one. Because I think it captures more, you know, the essence. Not only because it was the original style of it, but it was just awesome. Um, also check out other reviewers, go to Wikipedia, IMDB, read more about it for your young children that never saw this movie. But trust me, it's, a, it's an enjoyable one. Peace guys, see you later. What's up guys, um, I'll be talking about Night of the Demon from Maria B Movie Mayhem from Code Red. This is a re-release and let me just say it's official. It is the uncut version uncut of the killer Bigfoot. Um let's talk about my hosted skills in this movie. Um of course it was to me the intro part starts off good. It was pretty long and the outro of course was of course it was good with the little sketches which was pulling the producer's arms off, like how the Bigfoot would rip it off rip your body parts off. So Maria kind of did a sketch on that a little bit as the outro, but again, it felt so short. But besides that, Maria did look how in her Bigfoot costume. You know, the guy who did this movie, give us some more money, maybe she could do these reviews topless. I don't know. Get, well, anyway, besides, besides that, the movie was good, I really did enjoy it. Um, I'm not surprised because what I read about it, and I just saw the dead scenes on YouTube, so I kind of cheated. But that's way before I picked up this. Um, it starts off with this this college professor taking his students on a camping trip. 
about finding out this, if this Bigfoot story is true or not. You know, um, there's flashback scenes which telling the story of he heard these stories of how people dying, so you get these flashbacks of the people that scenes like penis ripping, yes, penis ripping, um, forced death, and Bigfoot take the two ghost scouts and make them kill each other with the with the scissors or knife like. I think it was a scissor knife option. I just forgot. But they would you see like wrist slitting. It was it was kinda of crazy, man. <laughs> um, axe. There's a lot there's a lot of good death, funny campy death scenes in this. Of course this is a B movie, this is like cheesy B movie horror, you know, expect what you can expect from it. But I really did enjoy it. I like I like how the death scenes when people start screaming and stuff. Like, ah and like you could tell it was dubbed in like it was it, it was it was horrible screaming death scenes. Let's put it like this, there will not be no screen queens in this one or screen kings, but it, it was enjoyable to watch. It was just funny and silly to watch. It's a popcorn night type of thing. Um, of course the professors and the students are seeing like um hillbillies trying to perform a ritual like and um the professor was he stopped it. Because like hillbillies actually worship the Bigfoot then Bigfoot demon. So after that, there's another flashback when the professor started visiting the woman who knew about the Bigfoot situation, and then she was like, she know, they knew that she was the one that knows stuff. So the students and professor are interviewing people around the town and stuff. And when they came to the woman's house, I think she was her name was Crazy Wanda, and just interviewing Wanda about her situation with the Bigfoot. And the doctor even put a, I mean the professor, excuse me, put a hypnotist, hypnotizer about. Remembering her childhood, how Bigfoot like molested her, and she gave birth to a Bigfoot baby, and the Bigfoot baby starts screaming like a little monkey, like a monkey noise. It was just funny. I was. It, it looked stupid though. Um, there's a little, there's a, there's a little twist about what happened to the woman's dad. You know, I don't want to spoil that, but you get that big ass massacre scene that a lot of people talk about in the review of this movie. It's really funny though. It's just funny because it was stupid and silly, but it was. Again, enjoyable, entertaining. Uh, anyway, Night of the Demons, I say get this movie. Definitely get it. Um, you definitely want to add in your collection of fan of B-movie stuff. Especially when it comes to movie hosts with Maria. And again, like I'm going to bitch and moan about it again. Producers and directors. Yo, if you need any help with writing sketches, like for a middle thing for Maria, talk to me. Look at my paranormal YouTuber. Talk to Electra Knight. Check check it out. I mean, I'll do it for free. I hope I hope you guys out, man. Cause yo, I need some sketches, man. I mean, this this movie well, we did a great job. But again, it's just behind the scenes. But anyway, don't let that bother you. Cause none of the demons is a really enjoyable B movie to watch. Again, from another of my collection, and I was interested about it. I found out that that this is supposed to be a Shaw Brother movie, and this movie is so rare. rare. I never even heard about it until I stumbled upon it by luck. And it's called Kills on Wheels. And of course, this movie is a short brother. They're very good doing exploitation movies a lot of times, mostly. I mean, they do kung fu movies, of course, but they're really good at doing exploitation movies from modern times. And this is an exploitation movie of a motorcycle engineer movie from the Shaw Brothers studio line. And I'm not 100% confirmed with Shaw Brothers because a lot of people say it is Shaw Brothers, so I'm just going with what I heard. And um, pretty much it's about a motorcycle gang. Yeah, take a wild guess. They go around causing trouble. They stumble upon, I think, maybe a family. See, first of all, let me just say this is not English subtitle or not English dubbed. Um, this is there's an Asian language version, and this one I have is the German language version. But you know me, as DVD movie buffer, I like to review all kinds of movies. Doesn't matter what the language is. If I could pick up on it, that's fine by me. And of course, being this as a motorcycle genetic, I don't think it's pretty hard to pick up on this. So, um, okay, I'm taking a while to guess. I, as the family that the motorcycle gang stumble upon across, they, you know, pretty much you got your torture, beating, the disrespects women, you know, um, this TNA with the Asian girls running around, you know, from the motorcycle gang side of it. Um, they go, go around making trouble, pretty much that's all it is. And they stumble upon the wrong family, you know. And one of the uh, many of the motorcycle gangs disrespected one of the females from that family. I don't know if it was a family or a friend, but one of the ladies got disrespected. 
And as the guy found out about it, he got real pissed off, and he goes out for revenge. You know, he knows much all. He starts kicking ass, killing the motorcycle gang, beating them up. He goes out on a rampage, getting revenge. So, um, kills on wheels. Check it out. Very rare. Very hard to get. Um, hopefully, if sure, I mean, if this blog is known, maybe Sure Brothers might release this movie with a subtitle version on it, or even dub. But kills. This is kills on wheels. Very rare. Very very rare to get. So check it out. Peace. Bye. Oh, that's it. Manuel, let's fix your face for a moment, and let's see what we got. Uh, it's Manuel and me together teaming up for a video blog review this time, as we do the final block of the triple three of the video nasty special. This time, we talk about Killer Nun. And Manuel, what do you think of this movie? Mm, this movie is... Anyway, he had nothing to say. So, Kill a Nun. One of the non-exploitation genre movies. This movie is more like a crime psychological drama. There's tits and ass. A nun making out, but they don't show it fully. With another nun, but they don't show that fully. So it teases you a bit. The kill scenes are typical seat kill scenes. Like getting hit by a lamp, getting thrown off the roof, thrown out the window, getting pins in your face, and getting kicked and falling downstairs, which is not fully detailed, and suffocation. About this crazy ass nun who has mental issues going on a killing spree, you know, is she the one killing these patients or not? Well, we don't know. She got a doctor fired because she thinks she's crazy and want the doctor to admit to it. But she got the doctor fired for it. That's some fucked up shit. Anyway, Killer Nun was part of the video Nasty's Craze, which was kind of crazy to me. Because I didn't see nothing nasty about this movie anyway, besides a horny ass nun. But I don't think that ain't that bad, a horny nun. This bitch was actually my type when I looked at it. Kill a Nun, an okay movie. Not the best of the non-exploitation genre, but I say give it a shot. And, um, oh boy, this movie, this is a movie that I know all of you own and have. So don't, and I know, trust me, I know. Um, in my case, I didn't have a chance to buy it or get into it yet. I mean, well, I, I was into it anyway, but I never had a chance to own it until now. Because, you know, you know me, I just got so many movies in my collection, so many movies I like to watch and review since I started this blogging thing. And, um, well, since there was nothing for me to go through to, for the past two weeks now, this week and next week, I'm gonna, I have time to finally review this movie. And it's a classic, it's called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And this is the special edition one, by the way, with the deleted scenes, which you know I love deleted scenes in my DVDs, by the way. And it has a making of and a blooper feature. It has a good, good amount of special features in, the, in this version, by the way. So if you never got this version, go get it. And um, let me give you my flashback memories of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. When I was young, I have HBO, right? And pretty much three top movies, they would play a lot. And believe it, it was one of those 80s campy fun movies. Killer Clowns, Big Trouble in Little China, and Neon Maniacs, which Neon Maniacs I also reviewed, by the way, so check before my past blogs and check that one out, too. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Tal says it all, Clowns Invaded, Once Humans to Harvest, but what's so cool about this movie, not only is it so campy, and it's so fun, and so enjoyable to watch, comedy, action, horror, it's just fun, it's a fun fucking movie. Um, you have all these different clowns, you have the special powers, you know, they have techniques of killing people, you know, and even though they're comical, you just gotta love it. So, pretty much that's all the movie is about, you know, simple as that, but there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in that movie to go through, but I just don't want to ruin it for people who have not seen this movie yet. So go get it, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, get the special edition one, with, with good special features on it.
And um, just to make a little announcement, the second page I promised that was open up on YouTube, I decided to cancel it because let me do everything on one page. And of course, if you noticed the last video blog, I got invaded by Sweetie Pie. So, you know, don't get yourself twisted. Once in a well, sometimes you might see Sweetie Pie pop out doing a movie review also. And like I said, just think of Sweetie Pie as one of those annoying horror hosts. The good horror host or a bad horror host, but in this case, she or he, whatever it is, is a bad horror host. But after that, you will hear the Sweetie Pie's insight on the review of the movie, and then after that, you see a clip. So you get rewarded by putting up with Sweetie Pie. You know, so I hope you enjoyed her, or let's call it it. it it's video blogs. You, might, you will see a few of it along the way, and I gotta admit, even I need a fucking break. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> So peace, bye, and um, I hope you enjoyed the clip before this and my little mini review without spoiling anything. And one more time, go get Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is a true, true classic and it's a must own your collection. If you never got through through the collection, buying the DVD of it yet, and have to wait like how, how I waited because, you know, I don't even have time to still now. So this is your chance. Get it now. There's no DVDs out right now, I would say, that could compete against Killer Clowns for, the, for this week. That's just my opinion, so go back in time and get the DVD. Bye. Guys, what's up? Today I'll be talking about the movie Judgment Day. Um, I think this movie was from 1988. And it's a PG-13 Satanic Janin movie. Um, I've seen a lot of these movies, but this one, out of a lot of them, I, see, I think I would say Judgment Day and... Nah, I think just Judgment Day is pretty much tame. Um, but it was enjoyable to watch, nothing less. It was a very enjoyable to watch. I wasn't bored with it. Um, it starts with these two travelers, white boys, white guys, gringos, going to Mexico. And some bus broke down, and an old lady lead them to the village. And um, the village has this cursed history. Every one year for two days, the whole town have to leave the town because the devil will have the town for two days for revenge, you know? Um, it was like a curse on the town when one guy tricked the devil, and the devil got mad, you know what I'm saying? So, he had two days to reign terror every year. So anyway, um, these white boys go to the, um, when they go to the village, they met this old, met this guy, he's not old, but he met this guy that owns a, like a restaurant, and tell them to leave, because the white guys don't want to listen, and, um, so the white guy made a deal, said, okay, you know you'll come with me anyway, and the white guys agreed. But the restaurant owner, he tried to find his daughter, her daughter, his daughter was missing, so he had to look for her now. And um, when he tried to look for his daughter, he had no choice but to stay in the town. Of course, the two white guys didn't stay in the town, they stayed also too. So they stuck in the town for 24 hours pretty much, and they had to survive in the town against these demons whipping these human beings like they're like souls. Like souls, I would say, tortured souls. And um, this movie is really not bloody or gory or anything. But you have like demons and stuff. Like, like well, you know how the Bat Boy from Cryo Magazine used to look? They look like Bat Boy with the fangs, you know? And um, but um, and they come across um, Caesar Romero who played the Joker in Batman as, as he was, as he was a spirit actually. And he saved the two white guys saying, Tell him, come to my home. And pretty much, he was a spirit. He was the guy in the past history, the story that was mentioned that he was the guy that tricked the devil in the first place. But now he's cursed in the town, so he has to live forever in the town while the devil's reigning in town for those two days. And um, with with um, Cesar Romero's Octavio, Octavio, his name is Mel, that tricked the devil, he also has a daughter. Now, the old lady that lead the two, two guys in the town, Pretty much that old lady was actually his daughter, Octavia's daughter in the movie. And um, anyway, the daughter's name is Maria. She slept with one of the guys while one guy is running around the town trying to get out, trying to know what the hell's going on, seeing these demons torturing these souls, finding the demons while the father, the restaurant owner, is still looking for his daughter. And, um, and the, when the best friend of the white guy comes, comes to back to the the little townhouse where Caesar Romero's character with his daughter 
trying to pick his friend up, friend up just to get out of the town. And they saw the restaurant owner being whipped. He became one of the tortured souls. And they finally saw Satan with the third hand. Um, the restaurant owner made a deal with the devil pretty much that let his daughter go free. He could pretty much have his soul. And the restaurant owner died. The two guys still running around the town trying to escape the devil. Um, one guy stayed, I guess. He got captured, I guess. And one guy escaped the town. He survived it. But then he ended up staying in the restaurant, to work in the restaurant and stay in the town for one year to get his friend back. And of course, take a while, I guess. You got your little twist ended. And, um, I don't want to ruin the twist ending. It's, it's, it's typical anyway, but still, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable to watch anyway. Um, Judgment Day for 1988, go check it out. And this is one of those movies that I really wanted to review for a long time also. But I waited because I heard there was going to be an official release coming soon, and it did. And um, this DVD has some good special features like the making of this movie. And trust me, when you see this movie, you wouldn't know how they came out with this idea. And also a short movie that the director did for the motion. Um, Plus, I interviewed Ty West on thoughts about this movie. Hold on, let's go ahead and fast forward. I don't want to ruin too much of this movie because it's going to ruin the whole movie for you. But the movie's about these young girls that go into a house as one of them brought her friends over to visit her aunt. And um, each of them die one by one in red deaths. Except one of them you'll see a death scene for. But still, you understand how that person died. And it's like a ghost hunt the place. And there's a purpose why the ghost is doing it. And this movie is like, what the fuck? You know, like weird comedy horror slash, I would say, in my opinion. And it's, it's just playing weird, bro. And I would say, in my opinion, that I wanted movies like this movie opened the gates for like Evil Dead or Suspiria or whatever to be all weird. And maybe this movie, I will call it, that this movie is probably the pedestal for other Japanese movies to go fucking crazy and all weird and shit. But you know what, I love this movie because it's the reason why I love what I'm doing, talking about crazy, weird, different movies. And this is definitely one of them you want to see. And you have like weird death scenes, like the piano scenes, you have a cat shooting out blood. It's just weird, and the style of the movie, the cinema style, the photograph, and how the director directed this movie is just fantastic. It's something you'll never see again, you know, if they try and mimic this movie, they're gonna have a hard time doing it because they probably will do it with CGI and shit. But all in all, House 1977, check it out. What's up, guys? Today, we're finally talking about the movie Higa. Let me say it again. Higanjima escaped from Vampire Island. And um, this is the official Funimation Blu ray DVD combo set. And um, what I know is, I had a weird feeling this was actually based on a Japanese combo for some reason. Because lately, a lot of these Japanese movies now is constantly being based on Japanese comics for some reason. Um, let me just say, I never read the comic book, so I wouldn't know anything about it. But I did watch this movie, and I'm going by the movie based of it. Um, I really did enjoy this movie. I actually thought it was good. Um, there's blood, lots of blood, just like any Japanese action movie. Um, it's pretty much about this young man and his friends. And I'm meeting this girl, and the girl has this history telling one of the friends that she knew his brother, and his brother's actually on the island. So she invited him to come to the island. So, of course, the man and his friends decide, the, the guy's friend decided to join along to go with them to the island. But they come across this vampire while they were in the city, finding the, this vampire, realizing it was a vampire, so it's by the lady who knew the guy's brother. So pretty much, to fast forward the story, they go to the island, his friends decide to join in, they head to the island, they face these vampires coming out of the village already, the girl that sent them over there disappeared, and um, they were captured by the vampires, and, and one by one, they were going to be food for the vampires. Um, they were able to escape because one of them decided to make the sacrifice to be food for the vampires, so the friends escape. Two of them decided to go save the other friend that was captured by the vampire. They escaped, and they both went their separate ways, and then they came together. One of the friends decided to go on his own because he felt betrayed by the friends that was trying to sacrifice him to the food from 
the other, when it, he was the first pick, you know. Um, that friend became a vampire from one of the gargoyle vampires, attacked friend, and you know, when the friends, before that scene, the friends end up finding the brother, they were, protect, they were able to fight off the vampires while they were escaping from the stronghold, you know. So pretty much, the guy finds his brother, and he realized his brother was a badass, realized that, you know, he really wanted him here, you know, and tell him the reason why. Um, the movie is loaded with action. It has a lot of good fight scenes. Um, there's a flashback with the brother, how he was the one that released the vampire from his imprisonment, and the reason why the island is affected by vampires, and why, the reason why his woman was dead, and he told his younger brother about the situation. Um, you also got a scene when they were trying to escape from the vampire, and the female friend was captured by the gargoyle, and head to the stronghold where the vampire master decided to use his bait to have the moral come and rescue her. Um, you also have a right-hand man who has the middle face. His face was destroyed by the um, familiar lady who was teaming helping the vampires out. You know, by when during the city scene when she hit him with the sledgehammer, but now the right-hand vampire man ended up having a mask, and he had a new weapon with the sword while his hand was cut off by the older brother of the friend, you know. Um, anyway, fast forward the story again. The government captured the young friends, was trained by the survivors of the island, you know, teaching him how to, you know, he had to be learned how to use the sword, not to hesitate to kill someone, you know, to become vampires or vampires wise. So the, the older brother decided to head to the castle while the younger brother followed along, and the survivors. The resistance decided to team up with them and stop the vampire master and his group of vampires. And also they come across this gargoyle monster, find the gargoyle, and as the older brother and younger brother decided, they finally went up on top of the castle like to fight the master vampire and have a, a sword fight scene with the vampire master and the two brothers. And of course you got to see with the gargoyle survive from the attack from the master, from the master of the resistance. While the resistance find the giant gargoyle monster and they end up blowing up the castle. And, um, I don't want to ruin the ending for you. It's not really a big deal, but if this is a new movie, if you're new to this, I don't want to ruin the ending for you guys. But it was a good, to, to fast forward the story, it, it was a really good fight scene. The movie was good. I like the story. And it's, a typical, it's a simple story, nothing fancy, but it's, it was easy to follow along, easy to pick up. And um, this is a really good Japanese movie. Check it out. Um, I was trying to check the comic book out, see how it is, but um, again, I'm going by movie-wise. I did enjoy it. Period. So anyway, peace. And um, you know I'm a fan of a thousand horror movie, and I got another thousand horror movie to review. And um, this movie is called um, Grave Danger, and it's a very, very independent horror movie. And I really did enjoy this movie. It is not like the greatest anthology horror movie or the best in the business out there but I, like again I did enjoy it and of course every anthology horror movie got a style with a, with a beginning intro so we got this woman going to a house watching a horror movie and some guy phone called her like a stalker like trying to tell her about he wants to hear a story from her if she don't tell him a story or if she doesn't listen to his story he might kill her you know what I'm saying um, it does have a twist ending, like a lot of Valley Hall, of course. And um, the three stories, you got one story about a um, guy who's paranoid, thinking some guy in a tuxedo is following him. The second story is about this woman who brought like, this wooden voodoo doll like, and she becomes, she becomes obsessed and starts killing guys, you know, like a sacrificial type of thing, you know. And the third story, well to me the third story is my most favorite because it's the best out of the, out of the other two stories. Well, including the twist ending story also. Plus, you got the third story is about a dummy, a puppet, that goes out killing people in the house. You know, and hey, you gotta love killer dummies, you know what I'm saying? So, Great Danger, it's an alright anthology horror movie, I say rent it first, you can rent this one at Netflix. And if you like it, go buy it, you know. And did he move off the same piece? A long, it took a little long break for a couple of days. But you know, I saw a couple of movies. Movies that are good, but I didn't feel like reviewing them for the blogs. I mean, they come with some nice movies. I saw Underworld 3, by the way. 
really good movie, by the way. It wasn't bad as I thought it was. A lot of people was bad mouthing this movie, but I like Underworld 3. I, to me, I like it better than 1 and 2. That's just my opinion. I saw Taken this week. That's pretty good. And I also saw The Grunge 3, which is the continuation of, of the American remake version, by the way. So Grunge 3 was good also. And next week, I ordered um, My Bloody Valentine 3D, 2-disc edition, on regular DVD instead of Blu-ray because I did on the original re-release on regular DVD, so why not? And it's the same special features anyway, so a 2-disc regular DVD, My Bloody Valentine 3D, you can't go wrong with that. Just a little update on what's, what's been going on around me for now. And of course, a movie review. So here's a clip of um, Geisha vs. Ninja. Just had a US release a few weeks ago called Geisha Assassin. And that's one of the movies I wanted to get, which I finally do. And let me just say, um, Geisha vs. Ninja, or aka Geisha Assassin, it's also, it's like, it's, it's pretty much a simple movie. It's a revenge movie. Simple as that. And you know what? It's not a bad revenge movie. It lives up to the title. And it's an action movie from Japan. If you're a fan of One Shiba, One. On Shinbala, or Shinbala, the beauty, you know the bikini go with the samurai sword killing zombies, or if you into a Zumi or Death Trance or Versus, this movie's for you. Uh, what I like about this movie is simple, you know. I mean, it's about the samurai girl walking to a trail path, getting revenge on a father killer. With a good storyline at the end of the movie, it has a twist ending at the movie. It's not really a big deal of a twist ending, but to me it is. Um, Action-wise, the movie is fucking awesome. I love the action. I love the martial arts. I love the sword play. And not only that, um, the girl who plays the geisha, she, while she's going for revenge against this one samurai, she comes across against all these different characters that she has to fight against. The, each of the um, fighters she has to fight has different powers, different unique of fighting. And um, what's so cool about it is like a fucking video game. You know how you play video games? You pass from level 1 to defeat one master, then level 2 to defeat a second master. That's how this movie is. It's, it's a good, that's how good this movie is. It's like a, a Japanese sword fighting video game movie. Kind of like, I, w I would compare it to Legend of Cage, I would say, in my opinion. I mean, it's no Legend of Cage, but still. This movie is awesome, man. It's not bad. Um, you can rent it if you want, but I say own it. If you're a fan of Japanese action movies, especially when the action movies are straightforward, this is the shit. Like I say, sword play, boss arch, boss arch, geisha, a babe with the sword kicking ass, revenge, um, a lot of weird fuck characters she has to fight against, and and the movie's good, you know, just plain good, simple as that. So peace, bye, and I'll be back for another movie. And um, you know, since the weekdays, and I'm kind of like tied up on the mask, we'll do go back with the gallery format for now for a little while. Um, this, I'm going to talk about this movie I just viewed, and this is a Roger Corman movie, and it's been a long time I want to see this movie, and if you notice, they're re-releasing a, re -releasing a lot of Roger Corman stuff now, like Piranha, Forbidden World, and of course, Galaxy of Terror, which is the movie I'll be talking about, and um, I guess they're releasing all these Roger Corman movies because of the um, Piranha movie coming out, the remake, and um, anyway, let's talk about Galaxy of Terror. Um, this movie is totally an alien ripoff, but with some originality to it. Um, it's campy, it's cheesy, this movie isn't for everybody. You know how I talk about these weird ass movies, and I love these weird ass movies, damn it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this space crew get on this planet to investigate what's going on. And um, it's like each of them have to face their own fears, you know? And when they face their own fears, they end up dying. You see all these weird alien creature effects very old school and something that I miss, you know what I'm saying? With today's time we got all this CGI, three dimensional images stuff, but nothing like an old school puppet work and clay animation style. I kinda miss it. You have worms raping this girl and I'm like, yo, I'm like it's kinda freaky, you know? Um, you got a monster that could go in and out of dark and light. You got a wormhole, like a tentacle leeches. You know, you got a lot of weird shit, and um, of course you got my, one of my favorite iconic actors, Sid Haggis, in this, you know. But um, all in all, this movie is very enjoyable. I like this movie. I don't know about how you people react to it, but it's good enough for my taste, you know. Um, they have a documentary on this movie, lobby cards, 
nice special features to it, you know. And oh yeah, Erin Moran is in this movie also. And I like her death scene in this movie, it's pretty awesome. Anyway, check out Galaxy of Terror, it's out now. And also check the Blu-ray version if you like. It should be cheap, it should be less on eBay. Anyway, give me Movie Buffer saying all right out, peace. And I'll be doing good reviews this weekend, so be on the lookout. And the movie we're talking about is Fury of the Kinboxer. Now, what this movie is about is about Chinese martial artists who want to fight for freedom against the maturing government so they have a democratic China. And it's, it's story driven, of course, but it has martial arts in it. And um, it's about freedom of China, that's it. And Jimmy Wang was in this movie, but it has a supporting cast. Um, the martial arts scenes are awesome. The story, the drama side of it is awesome. You can't beat it. Fury of the Kinbox, just check it out. Very bloody, by the way, for a martial arts dramatic piece movie. Anyway, peace. Drinking a lot of Red Bulls, watching three movies today before the Labor Day Monday starts. But this is a long Labor Day weekend, and I'm trying to keep you guys along. You know, keeping you guys entertained as I'm watching, doing some movie reviews. And this movie, again, it's another Anderson Sedaris movie. I got a lot of Anderson Sedaris stuff today. At all 12 though, but you know, I got some and some that'll keep us company. And this movie's called Fit to Kill. And this movie had Julie Strain in it, our legendary icon, Scream Queen. But I call her Finn Fatale, because she's always like a real hardcore bad girl, you know, more than a screamer. She's more of a fighter. But she plays a villain in this movie, by the way. And many of this movie's about, you got your secret agent. They feel like the last movie, Hot Hawaii. In Hawaii, it goes to a party to protect, to protect the treasure of a diamond that the par party is being held by this popular like diplomat leader. Like, and the diamond got stolen by a by one of the nemesis, and they have to go after the diamond to retrieve the diamond back. But then at the end, have a little twist story plot turn to it about who's really wants the diamond, you know, and um, as for the action, um, action is good, of course it's the cheesy action again, and you have this two toy helicopter fight scenes, you know, you got two assassins, one name is Evil and another name is Knievel, little comedy spoof, I mean, a couple of comedy spoofs in this movie, because pretty much, Andy Sedaris movies are always like a, his movies are like spy movies, but with a lot of TNA action and comedy and silly cheesy martial arts and stuff, you know, a lot of guns and a lot of explosions. Um, all in all, this movie was enjoyable, and I forgot to mention from my last review from this, from Anderson Davis collection, um, the special features and all his DVDs are really fucking good, I mean, it has a lot of bonus material stuff, so you definitely might want to pick up all his 12 movies if you could, it's very hard to get these days, you know. But anyway, um, fit to kill, and trust me, these ladies, uh, even the guys, too, they are really fit to kill. Anyway, peace. And I just finished done watching this movie that I did not expect to be good. Uh, I think it's an independent horror movie. But I won't say horror, let me say what it was. To me, the genre for this movie has to be like drama, suspense, thriller, and horror. And the movie is called Fallen Angels of 2006, it came out. And I seen the trailer for this movie for a while, but I never paid attention to it. And it was like, one of those free movies you just check out, you know. So I was like, okay, what the hell, let me check it out. And I clicked on it, checked it, one of, the, one of those free online things that you could pay, you know, like a rental type of thing. And a lot of people was bad-mouthing this movie, but you know what? Fuck it, I like this movie, it was pretty good. I mean... It was pretty religious, it's more like a religious movie about a serial killer killing people, but what for? But then it got to the drama suspense fell apart when you got when the cops are trying to get this killer and trying to save a girl at the same time. And then meanwhile, you even got the horror element and we got the demon part of it. You also got demons in the movie and all the demons look pretty cool, man. Got the blood and gore scenes. But there's more acting in it, they are, they are killing in it, there are the supernatural elements in it. But a, a lot of good talking. Um, Michael Dorff, man, of I think of, of Star Trek Next Generation, he plays Worf. He's in this movie too. And um, Christy Hemi, she's also in this movie, but she plays like Lust, the demon Lust. But she's only in it like for about like, 
tw I mean, maybe 20 seconds of the movie time. But it's, it's all good anyway, you know. Um, wow, the gore scenes are really good too. And the seven demons that represents the seven different scenes. Seven deadly scenes, excuse me, sins, excuse me. Yeah, seven demons that represent seven deadly sins is awesome too. Um, the leader demon is awesome. Um, at, I like the ending for the movie, very inspirational, you know, how, how we get to the religious part of the movie. And it's hard to explain, it's just, it's just a typical drama, suspense, thriller, horror type of movie, you know, cop. And the cop has a twist and he has a backstory also, so definitely, to me, Rent Fallen Angels 2, and it came out in 2006, so rent this movie, or you could buy it if you want to, but check it out first. You know, a lot of people bad mouth it, but to me, I'm giving a positive review on it. It's really good. I enjoyed it. Check it out. Peace. Bye. Enter the Lady Boxer. And this is an early 90s martial arts movie starring Moon Lee, who visited her family from Hong Kong. And, you know, there's a lot of comedy, a lot of hijinks. And they get framed for murder, her and her friend, which she did not commit it. And um, so they had to go after the serial killer that did commit the murder by going undercover. Um, all in all, the martial arts scenes are really good in this movie, especially the finale martial arts scene. But um, this movie is mostly more comedy because usually the early 90s, you have these Hong Kong movies with the modern day martial arts theme to it, with the police theme. And um, there's always a lot of comedy in them, and usually I don't like that because I want more action. But um, don't let this movie take. Don't let the comedy aspect of this movie take it away because, trust me, the action scenes in this movie are awesome. And again, the finale is awesome. Of the movie Enemies Gold, another Andy Sandaris movie, by the way. And let me just say something. I, I'm so surprised that Julie Strange still looks so hot. Even to this day, you see me some pictures with her. The tall, sexy Amazon goddess is also in this movie playing another bad girl. Nothing wrong with that, guys. Let me just, I, I just gotta throw that one in there. Anyway, Enemy's goal is about these three agents have to bust a drug bust, right? So when they stop the drug bust, they got betrayed by an evil federal agent. So they ended up being suspended. So they went to a camping trip and realized, hey, we could find gold, a lost gold, hidden by a Civil War soldier. So they camping, they ended up looking for gold now. But then you got the assassin hired by the drug lord that want to get revenge of the agent and stopping his, his own drug trade. So they, they end up going to the woods, the drug lord, um, Judy Strain as the assassin, and two idiot lackeys, of course, decided to go to the woods and stop to kill the federal agents. Um, Enemies goes pretty much all about that. Um, enjoyable movie, cheesy acting one-liners, action, explosions, and cause a lot of TNA. But it was is it in an Andy Sandavis movie? Gotta love them. Anyway, that was Enemies Go. For another movie review. And this is part of my week, big Memorial Day weekend movie collection reviews because since I'm not getting the one that I ordered, it sounds like it's not gonna happen this week. So like I said in my few blogs before, I do have backup, so to um, talk about some new movies that I rented. And, um, and they are worth my time to review also, to block this, so it is worth my time and money and effort. And um, this movie called Dropout Wife. You know me, DVD movie buffer, I am not ashamed to review any type of movie. But of course I keep it clean, you know. Um, this movie's Dropout Wife was done in the early 70s. And does contain a lot of adult material scenes, but like softcore type of materials. You do see male frontals and females, you know what frontals, <laughs> excuse me, um, uh, pretty much, this movie is about this, it's about a woman, right, and her husband having some sexual relationship issues, you know, and they try all these type of things to work out, you know, like a, um, gangbang, you know, let's just say with other couples, you know. And it has that 70s porno music in the background, that cool 70s porno music, you know. And once again, this is an adult material movie, so adults only can rent this stuff. It's, even though it's softcore, but still. Anyway, so this woman has issues in her relationship, and you know, she 
do her best to please a man and her man pleasing her and they got through all this drama then his wife left hey she is the dropout wife so she left went to her best friend's house you know just to get away you know and it comes to a point where it's like she's young she wants to live it up so she lives up by meeting all these different guys while the husband's home you know you could tell what about his what the fuck is going on but you know then she called her husband while she was having a fling you know and telling her man that you know how the kids do the man say you know he doesn't want her to see her kids she's like an unfit mother he wants to divorce and she start crying you know and then she's living it up again you know and spoiler time and I'm gonna do another spoiler when it gets to the ending part you know she realized that you know what it's time it's her kids that make the difference in her life you know like it comes to that point you know it's, it's like time for your ass to grow up you know your man's help doing this doing this for you you know and she finally realizes it you know and she goes off to her business and see what happens you know whatever but pretty much that's what the dropout out wife dropout wife is um to, it's not a bad movie it's a good movie i actually enjoy enjoy the acting like I said, it is adult material, but it went with the movie, you know. Cool 70s porno music. Can't go on with cool 70s porno music. Um, there's a big gangbang scene in this movie. There's a twosome. There's a les lesbian scene. You know, there's some, there's some action scenes going on, but it's softcore material. So, Dropout Wife, check it out. Not a bad movie. And I'll be talking about the movie Ramstalker's Dracula's Curse from 2006 and this from The Asylum you know the sound that make all these knockoff movies or cheesy movies but you know somehow they succeeded and no matter how bad the movies are they use some of them are good like this one is one of the good ones to me I think this is the best one from the whole set um DVD features, DVD scenes, bloopers um behind, behind the scenes you know the, the typical special features on DVDs usually and really good features though um let me tell you something this movie be very surprised this has a really good twist ending which you did not expect from a movie like this and Dracula Christmas 2006 read this movie and then buy it and um don't be fooled with the movie I admit it has more, more storytelling more story driven but then you have your song then you have your action elements also but the story was pretty good in this movie you have different characters with their own personal problems that interact with this one story added in for just to fill it up but the main story is about these vampire hunters have to go after Elizabeth Bathory who have her own vampire army because she's going she broke the treaty between vampires and humans you know about vampires can't kill humans and hunters cannot kill vampires they're obliged by the treaty you know so Elizabeth Bathory is breaking that treaty and she's not going for these three recarnation um, of Lord Dracula's bride's life for the for poor blood so she could become powerful to rule the world. So pretty much what the whole movie is about, the hunters have to stop Elizabeth Bathory. Um, th again, it has a good twist ending because I didn't even expect it. I was like, oh. And this is another awesome B movie I'll be talking about. Um, who doesn't love mad scientists? Did I said this before in my past blogs? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, this is about a mad scientist who needs like this skin with a special blood type so he can regenerate, so he can be youthful again. You know, one of those type of mad scientists. But um, anyway, him and his two nurses in the in the prelude start killing these two couples. They had to be on the run because they got caught by the cops. So now they're living in the woods with the Dr. Chopper riding his motorcycle and three female assailants with him going around killing tourists or killing anybody so the Dr. Chopper and his nurses can regenerate their skin, you know, to find a cure for their, um, for, for external, internal youth. Um, all in all, the bloody goal is, is typical, but it, it was enjoyable and I like this movie, so check it out, Dr. Chopper. So we talked about the movie Don't Play With Fire. I hope I'm, I hope I'm corrected.
but it also has another name. It's called the Dangerous Encounters of the First Kind. And um, I want to show you this DVD cover. This is one of my DVD updates. Um, it, I found out that there is a fan base for this movie after all. And just to let you fans of this movie, this does contain deleted scenes in this movie and interview with Shoe Hawk, which is a plus. Yeah, the deleted scenes is a plus in any movie, especially in this one, because when I had to see this movie a second time around, it, it did felt like it was edited down for a reason. But I found that the government kind of like um, trashed the original footage of the movie. But there was some VHS version that was saved up, and it was actually added into this, so it was pretty cool. So yeah, if, you, if anyone is a fan of this movie, don't play with fire or danger encounter as it's known in some parts of the country, then you definitely want to pick up the Bonsai Media version of this movie. Not bad, by the way. Um, Let me just say this movie, I haven't seen this actually because I was kind of thrown off a little bit because of the edit scenes, so that's the reason why I'm talking about it now. Um, I actually did enjoy this movie after all. It was pretty good. It's pretty much a crime movie, a crime drama movie, and you, you have a little bit of martial arts, a little bit of shooting, you know, but it's had some blood and gore moments. It does. But if you're an animal lover, then you're definitely not going to want to watch this movie because there are scenes where there's a mouse get a pin through his head, and the mouse, and the lady removed the pin out of the mouse, and the mouse not going crazy, excuse me. And there was one scene, and if you're a cat lover, then you're going to go crazier than you think you would be before with the mouse scene. This woman, the sister of the cop, ended up taking a cat and throw it out the window, and the cat got stabbed by the wood, and the barbed wire is wrapped around the cat, it's that screaming and crying and shit. Like, I was like, oh shit, you know, I mean, it's an animal, you know, it's like, you see this in a horror movie with humans, but seeing this with a cat, it's like it's another thing, because, you know, it's an animal. You know, it's like shit. You can see why a lot of people kind of. You see why this. I mean, not a lot. Where you might see some people might hate this movie because of the animal abuse of it. And there's some scenes that there's a reason why I told you where the government kind of like edited now because kind of kind of kind of like about rebellious young teenagers, you know. And um, yeah, let me get to the point. The movie starts off with um, these teenagers. You know, they're going out for a car ride. The guy can't even drive a car. He hit a guy by accident, the guy's dead, so they pretty much get scared or worried. Was well, one witness to the crime was a female who has to become who happens to be a sister of a cop. But the sister is also a rebellious teenager who's like, you know, kind of well, it sounds like she's like a juvenile delinquent, I would say. Like she kind of breaks laws in her own right. And by speaking when you read the subtitle, you understand that she's that type of person. So she decided to like um set these kids up, like, you know, you gotta hold me out, you know, let's start a crime spree type of thing, you know, start some trouble, you know, and, you know, they start making some trouble, and, um, there was one scene when, um, the woman ended up going after the three guys for some reason, throwing oil at them, trying to put them with fire, <coughs> excuse me, and they come across this guy who's driving a car, this non-Asian guy, like an American man, I would say, and, um, he ever have haven't have like like eight hundred million yen in Japanese like money order, so the Japanese the Chinese girl excuse me end up looking at the guy trying to play stupid and she ended up stealing the stuff from the guy doesn't doesn't know what she had with her you know so let's put put it like this you mess with the wrong person in this case so these kids the three kids that did the hit and run and the sister of the cop decided to work together to. Trying to sell these, sell the money or the bond, you know, and and they had a hard time trying to figure out what this was, you know. They went to the bank, and the guy got caught on camera, which is gonna bite him in his ass later, by the way. And anyway, they met up with this other crime lord, like a crime boss, has to be a DJ around this certain area that's willing to help them sell the bond to this guy that's willing to buy it, but they. They ain't gonna get no 800 yen for 800 million dollars out of it because you had to catch it in Japan for it to go through. So the guy decided to give him like I think thirty thousand dollars, like sort of like a certain half of amount of the money what they expected to get for it, you know. So they had to go try to sell one of the bond, which is one million yen in bond. So anyway, the Uncle Hack, who has to be the crown boss of that area, decided to betray those kids and try to get the get the money for themselves. So he sent his gangs after these kids. The kids started running around. 
and one of the guys got caught, so he kind of threw the money around just to survive. And so they got the money part of it, and they was on the run. The lady got mad because how oh, you threw the money around, you know? They got all mad and shit at him, but you know he had it to survive, you know. So they, so she was on the run, he was on the run. She decided to go home, like not not she was on the run. She was actually going home, and her uncle Hack and his dad kind of captured her a little bit, trying to say, "You got more of this bond, go upstairs and get it." And there was a lot of like threatening her, you know, scare off. The cop's brother comes in, you know, and um. Stop them again. The ran away. Uh, there was other scenes before this with the with the money with, with the sister who stole the money from the American guy. They kind of got mad also, and they want to try to get the money back. You know, so it's pretty much I was like looking around, and that's for Uncle Hack who ran away because the cop guy, the, the sister's brother who had to become a cop, beat the guy up, and he was on. So he ran out. Um, the one of the American soldiers found out who was like fucking with his money and stuff. So they ca captured Uncle Hack, Hack, tortured him, you know, kill him, you know, and now they're pretty much trying to find out who got their bomb. And um, they went to the, go the cop's house. They saw the sister tied up because the brother kind of beat his sister up to teach her a lesson, saying, why are you causing so much trouble? What are you doing? So he teaches her a lesson by tying it up. Anyway, the um, American guys broke into the house, captured the girl, but then the girl kind of like escaped a little bit. Took a piece of wood, trying to hit the American guy, but accidentally she fell down, all the way down to the barbed wire with the, with the stick, and she kind of, kind of like stick through her head. It was kind of like bloody a little bit. Pretty much when she killed the cat, it's pretty much what comes around goes around. So she died the same way as the cat did. Yeah, what a what a bad way to go, right? Anyway, um, the lady ended up having the rest of the one million yen hidden underneath the rat cage. When the cops were doing the search around the house about the about the death of the cops guy's sister, and then that's when you start having a scene when the cops are you know when he wants to find who, who's doing this, and then as the camera part with one of the three teenagers when I'm told about the camera in the back, they put him on the news, and now the three three guys that are becoming on the run and they start staying in the cemetery. Now while you got the cop guy you know caught, trying to fight you know, tr and the police officer. His his um boss tried to tell him to take a day off. He didn't want to take a day off, and um, he got this mysterious phone call from this kid saying that he saw one of the guys that, that was on TV with the with the bank robbery thing. When he was trying to catch not the bank robbery, excuse me, when he tried to catch the one million yen, and um, he went to the cemetery and found out where they were at. Then a military guy, the American guys have some watchers watching over the cop guys, and so decided to follow him to the cemetery. And you guys seen when the American guys. Buddies end up killing the, um, trying to kill the any kill the trying to kill the cop, but also kill the three teenagers. Um, there was two survivors in the cemetery. You got the cop, and one of the three teenagers survived. You know, and you know it, was, it had some bloody moments. And it was pretty bloody. Um, some pipes upside the head against one of the American guy with blood splattered. I mean, this movie does have its blood and gore moments. It has some kill scenes. You know, but it was pretty good stuff. It was pretty good crime stuff. You know, um, I mean, this movie wasn't bad. I mean, just expect for it to be more. Expect this movie to be drama. You know, it's more drama. Like even though you have your action moments, you have your kill scene moments, you have your shootout moments, but still, it's really more of a drama movie, crime thriller drama. Um, don't play with fire from Shuhawk, aka Digital Encounters of the First Kind. This first kind, excuse me. This is the uncut version, and this is definitely does have to be scenes towards this movie as a special feature it is the Banzai Media release so go get this one guys and I'll be talking about the movie Don't Look Up um, this movie is a, is a horror supernatural ghost story movie um, it does have contains some blood and gore in the movie but I guess that's for shock value you know and the movie was meant to be like fast kind of like fast paced creepy you know it has a lot of talking in it also um, what the movie is about is about a director and he's crazy. What other directors are crazy these days? Have not come up. But anyway, at the back, he has these delusions about his girlfriend. And um, I, I try my best. Now I want to ruin this because at the end it has like a little twist at it. And um, anyway, he has to shoot this movie, but the production of the set is haunted by this ghost of this lady. And um, the influence by this movie is definitely The Ring. I think the guy who did the movie. 
has to have some kind of screenplay writing towards this movie. He has part of it. So you might you definitely go see the ring ring rule or the ring influence in this movie. It's, it's, it's an American movie but with the Asian influence. Um, Eli Roth makes a little guest appearance at the beginning. Um, anyway, if you will show this movie, people again, people died off, you know, like one by one, like. And the kill scenes are not really too much, though, to be honest with you. And there is also a, a heavy flashback scene about who the spirit is and what the spirit is about, you know. Um, again, this is like a ghost movie, and it's one of those movies that is hard for me to review without spoiling anything. Um, a lot of people is giving this a lot of heat. You know, you got your people that don't like this movie. To me, I felt like I like it. You know, I kind of like it. It was enjoyable, but honestly, honest with you, at the same time, I wouldn't have seen this movie a second time around because this movie was meant to see one time only. It's one of those movies where once you see it, you already know what happened. So the shock, the surprise at the end, the, or the little twist at the end, would not like surprise you at all. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, don't look up. I say rent it. You know, or buy for your supernatural ghostly collection if you want. Um, special features with this DVD is um, behind the scenes and the making of featurette. Um, again, you're into Asian horror influence, would you know? Definitely, definitely check this movie out. You know, again, this is like a rental. Anyway, did you do or die? And um, let me just say, I made two minor mistakes on this movie. Actually, Kane's first appearance, who was like the main villain in a few of these Andy Sandaris movies, was actually this movie, Do or Die, because the ending told me alone uh, how we got dependent with the tracking device, and this movie will talk about that. Um, Do or Die, uh, let me just say this was actually my first Andy Sandaris movie I saw at Late Night Cable, because I remember sneaking in and watching it. And um, hey, Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, as the main villain, Kane, and Strata for tricks in this, so that's definitely an unforgettable moment. And um, let me just say that the Kane villain in this movie, you know, this was his official first appearance, his real first appearance. And I said Mr. Miyagi played Kane, right? But after that, another character played Mr. Miyagi's role as Kane, and it was a younger guy, so it's kind of like confusion a little bit, you know, depending on what order you saw this movie in. Um, pretty much do or die is like these two federal agents, the usual, Donna Spear and Roberto Vasquez. And this time, Kane captured them and had a talk with them about how they, how those two federal agents ruined his operation. So he decided to have a little fun with them by playing a cat and mouse game by letting them be on the run while he hired these assassins to assassinate them. So pretty much this whole movie is a cat and mouse kind of movie of survival. But, don't worry, these two federal agents are not by themselves. They have help by their friends and helping them battle these different assassins while they get to the end, find the final assassins. Um, all in all, this movie is excellent. You know, if you love Andy Sandaris' work, you know what to expect. Bullet, babies, and bombs. Like the title says it. A lot of TNA, of course, never disappoint. Even though there's no Julie Strain in this one, but still, able to make up for that as the female assassin. Um, Cheesy lines, of course, and um, hey, Pat Morita's in this movie. You can't beat that, and he, especially his character in this movie, how he still talked to uh, his Asian sidekick, you know, and um, Eric Strada, Eric Strada moments, definitely Eric, Eric Strada moments, a few of them, and um, get this movie, Do or Die, is a classic. Um, we'll be talking about Devil Hunter. This is not like one of the best in the cannibal genre of movies, but it was alright. Um, of course, nudity. Yes, guys. Nudity, nudity, nudity. I gotta say nudity because I see a lot of tits and ass in this movie anyway. Anyway, what this movie is about is about a rich, like an actress being kidnapped for ransom, for money, and then a, a bounty hunter has been hired to go capture her while having $6 million to retrieve her. Well, the heist went wrong, you know, as the fucking greedy-ass husk, um, kidnappers decided, let's shoot the guy and try and get the money, trying to shoot the guy. So everybody separated, wandered around the place, while there's cannibals running around the island. Now, the cannibal they worship is a devil, which is a black man with big shit, fucking white eyeballs, as you can see here. Blood clock eyeballs, and he's running around butt naked. 
While they're running around trying to survive, the hunter has to go back and rescue the girl. Now, this, as for cannibal ask, ask, action, excuse me, um, it's not really all that. It's a little bit of that, but not as a lot. Mostly just cat and mouse running, chasing, finding people, and the black naked man running around. The black black clock eye man running around naked. You even got this fighting with the white guy, fighting the black man, the black devil guy. Which is like, imagine him doing shooting that scene, find that big muscle black guy. That's what you call some kind of gay porn stuff going on. Anyway, Devil Hunter. And I'll be talking about Demons at the Door. And um, let me just say, this movie, I like this movie. A lot of people's gonna hate on it, but I like it. It's like a, I try to be hard to be like Evil Dead type of movie, you know. Um, it's like all these two scientists, a daughter and a father, and two military personnel that protect them. And they live in, in the bunker, you know, to work on a study about the gates of hell, you know. And there's a cover up behind it. But the demons are coming out of hell to get the eye of Satan, so of course, to rule the earth. And they gotta protect the eye of Satan against them, while you have the angel Uriel making a little making an appearance, telling them what's going on. Uh, all in all, the action movie is an action movie, is a horror movie, is a comedy movie, not to be taken seriously. It was, I think the movie was meant to have fun, you know? And the end for this movie is just plain old stupid. You know, I like the old school special effects. You know, and just cheap CGI special effects, like like cheap special effects you could do on your on your own fucking computer with the right program. Um, it's 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 a fun comedy horror movie. The acting is bad. A lot of good crazy one-liners. I like the lead military hero. You know how he act like a badass and stuff. It's just a fun fucking movie. I say first rented, but speaking for me, I'm gonna buy. I'll be talking about the movie Death by Dialogue, and um, this is one of those um, trauma movies from the Triple Terror sets, and um, this movie is, is okay, not the best, I mean, it's trauma, what do you expect? Um, well, I mean, there's a few trauma movies that are good, but these are one of the trauma movies that are bad. And um, what the movie's about is about a bad movie, uh, movie script, like a demonic possessed spirit script. And it's not killing people, and has a it kills people by the victims. If like victim 69, if it kills one more victim, it's called victim 70 or victim 71. So pretty much the spirit is pissed off because it never had a proper burial, you know. And um, it's they like the blood scenes, the gore scenes are not really all that. But um, hey, like I said, it's one of those bad movies that you gotta enjoy for some kind of reason. Not the best, but check it out anyway. Death by Dying.